There are the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. Chat row, Tyler, the moderator, handling the duties there. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You're now listening to the 12.15 Club. Welcome back to another edition of the 12.15 Club. It is Ariel here in the mic. I am joined by Eric the Big German, Marvin the Prince, and Dylan the Graphics Guy. Been kind of a heavy week. Um, with every kind of everything going on in the country, big time election. We don't necessarily cover any of that stuff here on the show, but we do watch it. We are paying attention to it. Um, like I said, we don't talk about it. Dan, you know, we're a sports show. We're more so if you want to get away from, you know, just a little outlet from all that, you can come to us. You listen to, you know, all the sports to say, right? Um, but we did make a couple hints at it this week. So, Eric, you found this one particularly funny when uh, they were arguing, I think it was about Russ, Russ Wilson, and Paulie said this. So there's a battle. Like, some, t- some guys are more Is systemic. Russell Wilson a system quarter? No. Okay, thank you. But, I mean, yeah, his system was, hey, my defense and oh, running game is going to win a Super God. Bowl. And now, now that he's aerial, he hasn't won a Super Bowl with this system either. Man, I got to take a break here. I got to take a break. Is it his fault? No, but was it his credit that they won that first Super Bowl? No, no. Mike Trico is going to join us. Let's take a break here. 22 after the hour. Can we talk about the election so I can relax a bit? <laughs> <laughs> Eric, why did you find that so funny? So it was Wednesday morning, right? So after, and a lot of us had kind of stayed up late or at least had been really entrenched in the news to see what was going on. And suddenly it's 9-10 and McLovin and Dan are legitimately arguing like i mean you heard it there as it kind of had escalated but it was going on for 10 straight minutes and it was i mean it was intense i was director like you're cutting here you're cutting there and it's like it was this whole big kind of group argument and but yet there's still this kind of and i don't i know uh you know the elephant in the room and that's not a political reference but um (laughs) you know it's like kind of like this big topic that we don't cover you know very uh, on purpose we don't cover um, politics we don't talk about politics and it's not because we don't care or we don't want to talk about it but people come to the dan patrick show um i think because they want to get away from it doesn't have to be politics it doesn't have to but they're just it's an escape right that's what sports mm-hmm. in general is it's an escape from whatever's going on and so yeah. um but it still was this thing that was like kind of happening and um i just thought paul it was so quick and it was so like it acknowledged it but nobody talked about it and so it was kind of like i thought it was the perfect way to to deal with it yeah, I was, I mean, because I've always, you know, like I said, or what I think I've told you this off the mic, it's kind of, it's there, everybody knows it's there, like the elephant in the room, not referring to any political party specifically, um, but you can't, we don't want to talk about it, it's not something that we do here in the Dan Patrick show, um, and Chris Collinsworth was actually waiting on hold, I think, right after that, or was it Tarico? I think it was Mike Tarico who was waiting. Uh, but speaking of Chris Collinsworth, he did make a reference to it. So let's listen back to that. How's morale, Chris? What up, brother? You started going through Wisconsin and Michigan. I thought I was listening to the election <laughs> again. I'm like, <laughs> now, sir, do, do you do what I do? Do you sit up and, and like every election night? I used to love doing this, even though it's during the season and 
you're a little worn out anyway and, and the whole thing. But I would love sitting up and watching the whole election night coverage and a little bit of the history of it and everything. And now it's like election month, election week. You know, I don't even know what you call it anymore. So when that happened, I'm sitting in my uh, little you know office. I got an office now. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but I'm wondering. Well, you, know, you have a room with a computer. It's not an office. <laughs> Can you just let me just can you just let me be here? Denied. Jeez. There's a stamp denied. <laughs> it's a it's a black site. <laughs> when Chris Collinsworth is bringing that up, I'm kind of wondering how's Dan going to approach this because at that to that point the only reference we had made to it was what Paul said. I think Dan hadn't even talked about his experience going to uh, vote yet. Um, so I wanted to have Dan Patrick on today just to kind of talk about that specifically having to do a show do a sports show when there's such a major thing going on in the country we welcome in dan patrick our boss now we actually had dan patrick the very first episode the inaugural episode dan where do you want to start a little bit on the lighter topic or a heavier topic you're hosting i'll follow your direction mario okay so i wanted to ask you i mean obviously it's been in our country past couple months not even this week it's been a heavy topic almost like an elephant in the room with social injustices and politics and whatnot and election how do you approach kind of doing a sports show elephant and a donkey is that what you mean like an elephant and a donkey in the room i didn't want to play to any i guess i played to one yeah you already did (laughs) continue how do you approach doing a sports show when obviously there's these topics where we're not going to necessarily, we're not going to ever really hit. Um, but there is kind of that big headline in the news. I'm not sure if anybody is tuning in to hear that. And I think, you know, I had a promise to the audience that if you want that, you can find so many other outlets there. And we know what we do well. And I wanted to kind of stick to that script, even as important as this is, when there was politics that was affecting sports, we did bring it up, but just because the election happened, you want to get our insights or our opinions on it. That's not what we signed up to do. And I promised the audience, I wouldn't do that. Do you feel at any point, any pressure just to even bring it up? You guys have made, you know, hints at it, you know, a couple of jokes here and there. Is there any pressure to bring it up at all? Whether it's an opinion, not even opinion, but, uh, just to bring it up at all on air. No, no. I, I mean, I can or could, but no, I, I, don't, I, I apply my own pressure. It's not like somebody's going to say, mm-hmm. why aren't you talking politics? Well, I talk what I want to talk about. It's called the Dan Patrick show. It's what I want it to be. And I do that in conjunction with the Danette. So I, I don't, I don't feel this need to every other show is talking about it. That's fine. If that's what you want to do then great. I'm not here to program anybody else's show. I have a hard enough time doing my own. Yeah, fair. Um, a little bit on a lighter topic now. So we've been doing this show now for about 15 episodes. What would be your assessment of how we've done so far? How did I allow you to get to 15? Oh, ouch. That kind of hurts. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to see we're lightening the mood I mean, here. You, you lightening the mood. We're gonna lighten those the votes mood. are electorates. Yeah, we're gonna lighten the mood here. Not all ballots have been counted here on the uh, twelve fifteen club, but uh, 
No, you guys are you guys are each week it gets better. You're learning. You're learning about content. You're learning about who you have on. How long do you have them on? How long do you stay on a topic? What is interesting? Uh, you and I have conversations all the time, usually once a week, where I'm saying, push the content out. Don't bring it in and make it about the backroom guys. Push it out, and so people can understand. You're talking about Seton or Pauly or Fritzy McLovin or me. That's what people are tuning in for. If they're fans of the show, your thoughts, your uh, adventures with us and how it affects the show, that's interesting. But if you're going to talk about yourself personally, then people are, you know, they won't be as interested because they won't know you. They don't know you. We've been doing this for 13 years. They have an idea of who we are. And as long as you keep pushing it out, then, you know, we're going to keep doing this. Okay. Do you have, what's, what's the biggest thing that we can improve on uh, through these first 15 episodes that you've taken away? Uh, I think everybody, not everybody has an opinion, should have an opinion. Like if you, I don't go to you just because, uh, hey, well, let's go around the room and everybody has to weigh in on this. It's the same thing with the Danettes. I want to know who has something to say. Because there are times when I'll go around the room and then Todd is not even listening. And then I'll go, you know, Todd, what do you think of? And he'll go, um, I don't know. So if I know that I got a home run with Paulie and maybe a double with McLovin, then that's what I stay with. I just don't want to go around the room and have everybody make a comment. I want a smart comment, quick comments, keep it moving, get through the topics, you can stay on a topic if you feel like there's something else there. The hardest part sometimes is how long is too long and how short is too short. And I'd rather leave you wanting more than all of a sudden going, okay, I've had enough, more than enough. And, uh, you know, that's the point of no return. So those would be my, my guidelines, but they're guidelines that I have for the show every day, not just for the podcast. Yeah, and our show is uh, a reflection of your show, and we're trying our very best you know, I'm trying my best as I always do to uh, we're emulate what you guys have done. And even if it's just a small little piece of it. So uh, we take that, we take that to heart when you, you know, give that advice. Well, good. I'm glad. What are you doing this weekend? Anything good? Hopefully nothing. I, I mean, I watch a lot of uh, football, uh, but it's pretty much the same, you know, it just kind of, you get, through the show and then you don't want to talk anymore for a while and i go to the weekend and i'm a great listener at home i don't need to talk <laughs> don't want to talk i just listen cooper's back your dog right or your son's dog you're gonna hang out with him uh, i guess i have to but he's not any fun um he, he doesn't really care about people and uh yeah we got a dog that's a cat and uh but you know, he's sort of attached to me because my son's not around. So I'm, I'm hanging out with Cooper and I don't have to talk to him and that's good. And he doesn't talk to me. So eh, it's a decent relationship. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's really, I've met Cooper. I don't know if he's fond of anything, dogs, cats, humans, he kind of just walks to the beat of his own drum. Well, even Eric, the big German has got Penny and Penny hadn't seen Cooper in three and a half months, maybe four months. And I brought Cooper over here to the man cave. Henny was beside herself. She was so excited. And Cooper did not show any emotion whatsoever. None. Not one bit. He just stared at her like, what is wrong with you, girl? 
and Penny just so wanted to play. She was so excited. And I went, what a little jerk Cooper is. All right, Dan. Well, we'll leave you to do that. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for hanging out a little bit with the 1215 boys today. Thank you for entertaining a nation. So, you know, we'll catch you next time. You go off and have a good weekend. Always great to be around the 1215 boys and uh, have a great weekend. And uh, we'll talk to everybody on Monday. All right. That was Dan Patrick, our boss, the man that makes it all happen here at the Dan Patrick show. Um, So if you guys don't know, Dan has a Shiba Inu and those dogs are super, super known to kind of not just care about anything but themselves. They're like hunting dogs, I believe. Right, Eric? I'm not super familiar with their breed, but anyone that I've met has um, a very strong personality and it's typically um, unaffected by its surroundings and it just kind of wants to hang out and not be bothered and um, doesn't really get excited about anything. That's true about Cooper. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I saw him yesterday and I was looking at him and it's like, you know, the doge meme like that. I don't know. This might be, I towards a younger crowd, but there's, it's like the dog from this famous meme on the internet. And I was like, pretty sure that's the same kind of dog. I didn't know what breed he was, but um, yeah, he was just chilling, not really doing anything. He doesn't like, he doesn't care about anything. And to Dan's point about Penny, like I'm usually here when Dan comes back with Cooper uh, to kind of just play around or to, you know, play with Penny. And he wants no part of Penny. Penny's like a very friendly dog. She comes to you. She'll play. She likes to run around with her tennis ball. Um, and when Cooper comes, it's like, she is so excited and she's so happy. And Cooper's just like, yeah, I'm going about my day and I'm, I have no care that you're here. Eric. Yeah, Penny um, was she was sleeping under my desk, and I heard uh, Cooper's little jingle going as she, as he came in the door, and I kind of got her excited. And by the time she could hear him, um, she was jumping and whining, and Cooper was like he kind of was wincing his eyes, like he was like whoa, 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 back up. And at one point, I think he was just so overwhelmed by her. But um, yeah, because um, so Cooper is actually Jack's dog, JP uh, Dan's son, and. Um, Dan's son and his fiance were just on this trip for like three and a half, four months. They took Dan's Airstream and went all around the country. And um, so Dan hadn't seen Cooper in a while and, and neither had Penny. And uh, yeah, she was so excited and uh, Cooper just had nothing, wanted nothing to do with it. The only time that they actually got excited in probably the 45 minutes they were hanging out was when um, Dan was getting ready to leave. Cooper was hiding underneath the cars where Penny couldn't get to him. And <laughs> so then it was a game that Cooper liked. But uh, in terms of an open field, Penny just runs laps around Cooper and he's just like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to, I don't want to see this. One of the cool things to see about when, you know, when Dan brings his dog or even having Penny here every day, uh, that kind of love for uh, animals that DP has, uh, whether it's, you know, you see him going into uh, the control room to give Penny a treat or when he's here with Cooper, the way he talks to him with like a bunch of affection. I think you could probably talk to that a little bit more, Eric, uh, yeah. Dan's love for dogs and animals. And he, I know he had, he had cats. Yeah, yeah, he's had a lot of different different animals. Um, he it, it was funny when when I so when I got Penny, we were just starting the construction on the new studio. That's when I had adopted her, and so she was here all through the construction. And um, Dan always enjoyed getting to know her, but she was she was a rescue and she was pretty timid. It took her a long time to warm up to people, and um, so the construction ended. And I just kept bringing her. And um, one day Dan was like, you know, it's okay if you bring her. It's it's fine. I wasn't at the time. I wasn't here every day, and. Um, as we kind of transitioned to the control room here and I started directing and Penny was just sitting under the, the, uh, 
control room table, Dan was like, oh, you know what? We need to get a, a camera in here so we can show Penny and show the control room. So we put a camera in there. And then every once in a while, he'd come in and give her a, uh, a treat. And then it turned into uh, the last couple of weeks, he um, was giving her treats from his mouth, like uh, Lady in the Tramp style. <laughs> and um, no, I mean, he's, he's a big animal lover. And uh, I, honestly, I don't trust people who aren't animal lovers, especially mm-hmm. uh, uh, a yellow lab is a pretty, pretty harmless uh, dog breed, but um, especially when they're treated right and um but no the other thing that was funny this week i think it was this week dan came in and um he showed me some pictures of this puppy and the videos and like he just loved he'd run into a puppy somewhere else and he just he loves animals and uh it's, i'm very appreciative because the ability to bring my dog to work every day uh is pretty special yeah i mean she's just a great addition to everybody here uh, she comes and she greets you and she's always so happy and excited to see everybody so i love penny i think penny's been a lot of fun to have a dog here um let's move over a little to uh something else that happened this week so uh paul had an explosive as he self-described explosive i-team report and this was uh, this how it went down Let's go to the newsroom. Paulie? Dan, we're all aware there's a very famous female chef named Giada De Laurentiis. She's on Cooking Channel. She just goes by Giada. Giada. Very famous, world famous, well-known, very talented, very smart, very easy on the eyes. She posted yesterday on social media, and she's got a couple million followers. From Giada De Laurentiis, quote, Curious, what kind of recipes and tips do you want to see for Thanksgiving this year? Menus for smaller gatherings? Question mark. Easier. Todd Fritz responded to Giada De Laurentiis (laughs) and said, quote, would love your unique recipe advice for a delicious green bean casserole and how to make a great unique stuffing. My mother-in-law makes very good casserole, but curious how you do it. Who's the least surprising thing I've heard about Todd? If you would have told me that one of the Danettes was reaching out to Giada for something that he would never take part of, because you know he's never going to make that green bean casserole. It was just to uh, reach out to this famous, very attractive chef. I would say, yep, that's Todd Fritz. Marvin, you're shaking your head yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, he lives by the Mamba mentality. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. (laughs) My man was just shooting a shot. And Todd, I I respect him for it. I mean, but it it is on brand. Eric? He's shooting a shot, but the guy's been married for 20 years. He's so far over his skis already. I'm like, bro, like, I mean, just at some point, I, I don't know. I'm young enough. I'm relatively new to marriage, so maybe I don't fully understand it. But, like, it's not like he was doing anything in private either. I mean, he's just out there. He's putting it out there. I'm like, shooting your shot? I don't know. And there's no way that he would ever cook that unless we force him to. Yeah. And if we force him to, who's going to eat it? Because I'm not sure I would. I, I would try it. I would just give it a try for Todd. Uh, Dylan? Um, yeah, so Todd, the Wayne Gretzky of shooting a shot, um, He, uh, <laughs> I thought the funny part about that was – that he's asking for a green bean casserole recipe because like it's just kind of gross to begin with and you're like you know whatever he's whatever his end game is here which probably has nothing to do with the food um i was like you probably could have maybe you know asked for a more enticing recipe to begin that's fair let's give todd a chance to uh, explain himself listen back to him trying to explain himself at least 
So this was your opening to flirt with Giada. You do do you put really... it out there? She was asking a question. Okay, but wait, you're... she's not being phony. She genuinely wants her followers and people that like her to Todd. ask her questions. I asked her a question. Todd, you just said your mother-in-law makes a great uh, version of this dish, right? Because I didn't want her to take it the wrong way. That I was like being forward. Or but why don't you just have your mother-in-law make the dish? She does, and she will. But but, but if you Giada can make Giada. one. Giada can maybe makes a super fantastic one. Just when I thought that this was the be-all, end-all that my mother-in-law makes, Giada's would probably at least uh, match that. Were you flirting with her? I I don't know if flirting was the word, because I did say mother-in-law, which means I'm married and I'm taken yeah, on Yeah, but that's... But I am curious if she would respond. You could tell cover. she must have been terribly disappointed to hear that you were taken and <laughs> not available. Let, 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 let's put it this way. Have I checked many, many times on my uh, phone? So he kind of like... I, I just don't get Todd sometimes, because he says one thing, and then he says the complete opposite. <laughs> Which is like he he was talking about he was completely talking about um, no I didn't do it for anything but then he's like I'm checking my phone every two minutes or every two seconds to check if he uh, if she responded Dylan well to uh, to throw an election pun in there Todd is like the master of the filibuster where he'll just you know all of a sudden he once his his back's against the wall he'll just start rattling stuff off and basically you're like I forget what we're even talking about to begin with I'm curious. Does anybody know uh, what time did he send that out to her? Eric? So I looked it up. It was uh, it was around 3.30 in the afternoon, which is an interesting fact because he uh, gets out of work at noon. He's got about an hour. I think he stops every day for fast food, so hour and a half commute. <laughs> His wife is working from home as a teacher, mm-hmm. so he must have been home with his wife and his uh, daughter as well, and um, – decided to send that message which is uh very interesting (laughs) dylan i have a theory that um todd was very very engrossed in something on the food network and happened to see giada de laurentis on there and then felt compelled to like any normal person reach out weirdly on twitter um asking for a personal response from someone who has over a million twitter followers granted he is the Todd Fritz, but I don't know. Seems like a long shot. I mean, and the thing with that is he's verified on Twitter and she gets, she'll get a notification that he reached out to her. So it's not like she didn't see it. I mean, I don't, like you said, she has a couple million followers, so she probably gets a bunch of verified people that tag her on tweets. Um, yeah. Don't that, that is kind of the, the funny part though. It's like of all the people who probably are sending weird whatever recipe recommendations and other stuff like Todd Todd's one of the ones that pops up just because he's verified and is asking for a green bean casserole recipe Todd has like weird social media habits to begin with uh, so I have Todd on Fritz uh, Todd on Fritz I have Todd on Facebook and there's times where I see like that little light that he's active because I mean I have, I'm kind of a, a night owl there's time that I see him active about one, two o'clock. And there is even time that he's messaged me on Facebook at one, two o'clock just to say, hey, man, what's going on? It's like, Todd, I love you. You're great. But I just don't care to hear from you right now. Marv? Was he messaging you? Was he sending you a message about the scoreboard for next week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, he was. I just want to make sure I know that you're going to put up the scoreboard in two weeks. Thought I'd do it every single day. We put up the scoreboard every single day. I'm curious to see uh, 
Hodges. I don't even know. Yeah, Eric? I think he's most active on Twitter. And the thing that he does the most is post the guest list. Mm-hmm. It's so the way he does it is often so difficult to read. You can't he tags yeah. all these people, but then there's no spaces. So it like they run off and it's just so funny to see. And the way he does it, he'll tag the person and then he'll tag every single affiliation that that person has. So if it's, uh, for example, if it's uh, Chris Collinsworth, he'll tag Chris Collinsworth, uh, PFF, Pro Football Focus, which is Chris Collinsworth. He'll, he'll tag NBC Football Night in America. He'll tag NBC Sports. And it's like, we know who the guy is. All you got to do is click on his name and we can figure out who he is. Dylan. See, I, uh, I respect Todd's like disorganization with some of this stuff. Cause like, I'm a pretty disorganized person myself. And I have to imagine if I was like doing the guest list or something via Twitter, it would come out probably looking something like Todd. <laughs> so I can level with him on that one. And honestly, if I had a, his his magic notebook with all of his contacts in it. It would probably look something similar, maybe slightly better handwriting, but Marv is Todd's notebook. Like you remember in the water boy, the coach had the green notebook. Yeah. Is that what that's like? Because he has everything in there. I said, if somebody gets a hold of that, they'd have so many people to bother and have all their contact info. It is ridiculous with that serial killer handwriting. I don't know if anybody would be able to understand it. I've seen it, and I can't really understand what's going on. It's like hieroglyphics. It's like specifically tailored to Todd, so he can only understand it. Dylan? I mean, getting that would be like in the Book of Eli, where they have the last King James Bible on the planet, but they find out it's in Braille. (laughs) <laughs> and can't read it that would be like finding todd's notebook with all of these famous people's contact info but no way to discern what's what uh todd fritz you got you gotta love the guy but i don't think i'll ever i don't think any of us will ever understand him uh did you guys have a favorite interview this week um no? yeah well obviously I'm a I'm a gambling man, so having Brent Musburger on today I thought was cool. And he's also just like like Dan talked about it too. He's just sort of one of those legends of the game guys who's been around forever. Um but it was funny because obviously there was the Packers 49ers game last night, which uh a late uh touchdown by the garbage time touchdown by the 49ers covered the uh the over, which Dan and uh brent we're talking about but it was funny because it's one of those ones where depending on which side you have it's either really awesome or just really terrible yeah i've been i've been behind that a couple times and it's it's tough eric did you have something yeah mine by far had to be ryan and honolulu (laughs) hi don (laughs) you've been really working on that uh accent uh, I've watched a few of his uh he used to do a wrap up show and uh he he definitely had a, a few little idiosyncrasies. He has um I think he has an Australian accent but he's lived in Hawaii for several years and mm-hmm. um yeah, so um it was just also funny how cuz Ryan can uh he posts a lot of stuff on social media and tags mm-hmm. everybody and so at times there can be a lot of traffic there and so I think there's um it was just funny how he kind of it was towards the end of the hour and so Dan went to him and then he paused him and then he teased him and then he went back and um yeah and he's like you know he's he's been around a while he's he's had a couple of meet friday songs that um made it pretty far in the competition and uh 
So it was kind of funny, but yeah, just the hey Dan and a big aloha to chat row. <laughs> Marv, did you get nervous at any point? Like we talked about it a little last week when a caller starts to go a little bit too long and they're not really getting to the meat of their call. You get a message from Paul or one of the guys and they're like, why did you let somebody go so long? Did you get nervous at any point with his call today? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like when he just kept going on before he got to his point, and I, I think you could hear me. I was like, "You gotta be kidding me! Come <laughs> on, get to your point." And because you just don't want to be the guy where you tell somebody, you know, this getting to your point, mm-hmm. they do everything but get to the point. Yeah, they're so excited to be on. With yeah, they're so Patrick. excited, and I was like, Ryan, you're a vet. Like you should know to get right to the to the point, but I mean, I didn't get any emails or notes, so I was I felt good about it. And on top of that, like when you get like a really really good caller or a really really bad caller, you want either one of those because it makes just good content. Good content, yeah. So, Dill. Um. Yeah. Well, all, like they came up again today too when Ryan and Honolulu was on the phone, but. Um, one of my favorite stories probably of since I've worked here is how when Todd was in Hawaii on vacation, they like linked up and went to, I thought it was a Hawaii <laughs> football game, but I guess it was a basketball game. It was my, what was it like the um, Maui Invitational or whatever? Yeah, it was on Christmas Day, I believe. Yeah, so. on, on Christmas Day, Todd <laughs> drags his whole family to this game no one wants to go to. And then him and Ryan and Honolulu shared it. What, what sounded like a very special moment. <laughs> So any callers out there, uh, Eric, you had something to add to it? I was going to say, and the way Todd is with fans too, is he's so gracious. And so, but he'll end up spending a ton of time with someone and he just, just, it's Todd's personality. You can see it even in the show, he kind of mm-hmm. talks in circles. And so yeah. you can just get in a feedback loop with Todd and, uh, okay. and uh, I can only imagine how that was uh, for his wife and daughter. I'm sure his son was fine watching the basketball game and his his wife and daughter do uh, like sports. I don't think quite as much as uh, Todd and his son, but uh, I could just imagine how that was uh, uh, for that. Who knows how long it went on for because um, Todd with no one there to tell him to stop as uh, some of our fans at 1215 know he can just go on and on and on and over, uh, over. does that with Marvin fans as well. Dill? Well, it's it's funny too that they even went to the game because it's like it's not like you're like all right, I'm in Tuscaloosa, like I have to go watch see an Alabama home game. He's like in Hawaii for Christmas vacation. He's like, let's find anything that we can go to, whether it's really inconvenient or not. <laughs> uh, Todd, Todd, Todd. I I feel bad, and his wife, we've all met her, is a saint. Like she's one of the nicest ladies you'll ever meet. And Todd, to Todd is a saint though too. He is, he is, but he's difficult. She just all the stuff that she does with Todd. I'm sure like she deals with with Todd. Eric, he's a saint, but not in the of the same ilk. You know, he's kind of like, uh, you know, he's the saint of kind of odd people. You know, I think his <laughs> wife is the saint of normality. <laughs> so it, to wrap it up, there. If you are a caller, make sure you call in and you have a point. That's just a PSA at that point, right, Marv? Absolutely. I'm Marvin Prince and I approve this message. Just just get right to it. And yeah, keep, then... keep it within five minutes. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. I like today was a really loose shell, which I think we all kind of needed. 
um, after it's been a long week, this week has felt like a decade. Um, and just to kind of have the looseness around here and all the fun and all the jokes that they were making, I think we all kind of needed that. Eric, can you agree? Oh my gosh, was it loose? It was about 10.45. And I looked up at the clock and I was like, how much time is left? Because I'm not sure we're going to be able to get this train to its last station. I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was just kind of, it was wild. And um, yeah, there was just stuff flying everywhere. They added segments. There was just kind of just this, this really kind of interesting uh, vibe in the air. A lot of jokes. Um, McLovin made some sexual innuendos, which is very uncharacteristic. I mean, it was just wild across the board. Um, was, Dan, Dan, I even remember um, at the end, uh, doing Arcade Fire, and you'd passed him a card, and then um, Dan hadn't necessarily read the whole card, and so he was kind of like, he's getting a shout-out, and I don't know why, and they play the song, and uh, it was just across the board, a wild show, but fun. It was fun, yeah, it was, it was definitely fun, like I said, I think we needed that, it's been a long week, uh, but everything, and just kind of have that looseness is always fun, and I, I, ultimately, that's what makes the Dan Patrick show great because they go off the rails and they can riff and they can kind of make something of, you know, nothing. And, you know, I think that's entertainment, not even as somebody who wouldn't work or didn't work here, I would still kind of enjoy that. Um, But I think that's all we got this week. I never say this and I've been meaning to say this every week, please subscribe, uh, rate, leave a comment, leave a comment. I do read the comments. So don't say anything mean. I know. Everyone's going to start trolling you in the comments now. <laughs> yeah, you can be read... mean to Mario, but no one else. <laughs> I do read the comments. So if there's something that you want to hear more about or you want to hear a topic, throw it out there. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, you know, Reach out to us, and we will try to talk about it. I mean, ultimately, we just want to talk about stuff on the show and what you guys want to hear about from the show. So uh, that's all we got this week for M- Ariel. Eric the Big German, Marvin the Prince, Dylan the Graphics Guy. We will see you next week. Or talk to you next week. If we won't see you guys. Have a good one.